Hello and welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Real Reviews, because of course they are real, they are by me, so they're not fake reviews, like don't get that in your head. Anyways, for today's episode of Real Reviews, I'm going to be talking about two more movies because I have been watching a lot of movies recently, primarily for the reason that there have been good movies in the cinema. And I really enjoy going to the cinema these days, so if there's a good movie, I don't want to miss it. And the movies are Rocket Man and The Lion King. So The Lion King, I literally just saw yesterday, it just came out yesterday, and that was on a Thursday. So I am recording this episode a little bit later, it is Friday today, just so that I can make sure to fit that one in to this episode of Real Reviews. So I have to be honest, right now in Canada, it's like 33 degrees Celsius, and I know on the weekend it's going to go up to around 36, 37 plus humidity, so it'll probably feel like 40 degrees Celsius anyway. And I'm currently recording this in my office. And a little side note, if you didn't know, when you are recording a podcast, you kinda need to make sure that it's very quiet around you. For example, if I drop a pen like this, that's going to sound really, really loud to you guys. Um, If I accidentally knock the microphone stand like this, that's probably also really loud. Hopefully it's becoming steady now. And if I have my fan going in the background like this, then you probably wouldn't be able to hear me very clearly if I was to speak over my fan which means I am indeed in my office, which is right now very, very hot because I don't have any air conditioner or my fan on. So I'm just, you know, standing up so I don't get a sweaty bum. Like, let's keep it nice and honest here. It's real review, so I'm going to be real with you today. I'm standing up, trying to move as little as possible, but at the same time move so that my body doesn't feel so sticky and I'm still here recording this episode for you guys. (laughs) Um, I've had a lot of new students this week as well, which is really, really awesome. Hello, if you are a new student and you are listening to this episode today, um, welcome to Tea and Chat. And I want to say thank you because I've also had some great feedback as always from people saying, oh wow, it's really cool that you have a podcast and um, I found it really interesting. And again, thank you t- for the transcripts, which remember you can find on my website. I am a little bit slow with the transcripts, but I do have them. So at least I can say that. I know other people don't bother with transcripts, but I do put in that little bit of extra effort. So even if you have to wait an extra week or two after the episode for the transcript, you will get it eventually. I'm also taking kind of regular breathing breaks because when the air's really hot and humid, it's kind of hard and difficult to breathe. And I noticed on the podcast, sometimes I talk a lot faster than I do in real life, which isn't good because I know you guys are mostly learning English. I believe most of my listeners are here to learn English. 
And I do like, I just speak at what I think is my natural speed. But then I listen back to it and I'm like, whoa, I don't speak that fast in real life. But I always say to everyone, if I'm really excited about a topic, then I'm more likely to speak faster about it. And I'm just really passionate about tea and chat and everything that I have to say over here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I get really excited and sometimes I talk a little bit too fast. But again, if you have difficulty keeping up, that's where the transcripts will really help you. Otherwise, you might find my podcast a little bit challenging, but hopefully you can keep up. I hope so. <laughs> so it's episode of Real Reviews, which as always means that I try my very best not to give away any spoilers, but at the same time, give you an idea of my opinion on certain topics. So today it'll be movies. Sometimes I like to talk about books and maybe in the future I'll review something else. But yeah, for the most part, it's generally um, movies these days. Uh, so for Rocket Man and The Lion King, I'm going to try and not spoil too much. I'm going to start with Rocket Man. But I mean, I think for The Lion King, it's kind of difficult to spoil it anyway, because if you're a fan of The Lion King and you've seen the original Lion King, well, it's not going to be a whole lot different <laughs> from that, other than the cinematics and how it was filmed and the CGI and things. So I'm going to start with Rocket Man because I saw that movie first. If you haven't heard of it, it's a pretty big movie and I do suggest that you watch it because it's all about the British singer Elton John. And if you don't know who he is, I seriously suggest that you open YouTube right now and search for Elton John because he's one of the greatest singers in our history. And yeah, there's no denying that fact, <laughs> at least. And Rocket Man is actually the name of one of his songs. Um, his perhaps most popular debut song is called uh, Your Song, and that's also been covered by quite a few people. Uh, you might find a lot of his songs have been covered by artists. But going back to Elton John, um, he's really quite a character, and he's well known for kind of playing this character. And what I mean by that is he kind of has like this separate persona to who he actually truly is, and we really get to see that in this movie. So now I'm going to start talking about it a little bit. So if you don't want to find out any more, then I suggest maybe you want to skip ahead, listen to The Lion King. But if you've already seen the movie or you just really don't care, then <laughs> continue listening. So the movie starts with Elton John in a rehab clinic. And he is kind of just opening up and telling his story from this perspective throughout the whole movie. So it's kind of going back and forth to periods in his life as he tells the tales from this rehab clinic. And that means he goes all the way back to his childhood. He's telling the story of his life as a young boy. And really these scenes are really, really lovely. Um, personally, I really enjoyed them. And I think quite quickly, they already break into like a song and dance. And of course, uh, all the music I believe is his own. It's his songs throughout. Um, in that way, it kind of runs parallel to Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I haven't spoken about that movie so much, I think on this podcast, 
but it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. And that movie was released last year and it's about the music from Queen. So both movies have a lot of similarities because um, they're talking about musicians and they're kind of filmed like musicals because you have the music going throughout and also some dance numbers and dance numbers it means like performances like dance performances to these songs which is what really truly makes it seem like a musical in that way and so in his childhood it's like a really kind of typical British neighborhood and um, perhaps from a slightly lower to middle class uh, family and you get to see his mother you get to see his father and we kind of learn throughout the movie that they have quite a difficult relationship but from the first moment we get to find out kind of how he got into music and why did he start playing piano things like that and it kind of answers a few questions in that way and yeah we kind of see those relationships with his family and uh, his nan who really supports him and we find out he goes to like music school so he was really lucky to have that kind of opportunity um, but we find out that Elton is actually or was actually quite a shy timid um, introverted boy and so that's quite different to what we can expect of him um, you know throughout his career when he's very extravagant so it does start at his childhood, but of course it works its way up to where he's kind of starts dabbling in music a bit more and a bit more. And he finds himself a lyricist. Um, he, he kind of tries to uh, contact a record company and the same with Queen. They kind of just say, ah, oh, you know, it's rubbish. It's not going to be any good. And, you know, of course he goes on to prove them wrong. But yeah, he has to find a lyricist because although he's very good at playing the piano and he can just come up with a song like off the top of his head really easily, he's not good at writing songs, which I think it's quite common. You find that musicians are either good at one or the other. Um, so a lot of famous pop stars, they normally have someone else writing their music for them and then they just sing it like that. Um, that's actually different though to Queen because Queen did write, I believe, most of their music or Freddie Mercury wrote a lot of the music and of course he sung a lot of it. So he was double talented, <laughs> but you know, Elson had two talents too. He could play the piano and he could sing. He just couldn't write the songs. So they had to find a lyricist and of course he did. And I, I found that quite interesting, the whole process, because... I never really thought much about it before but they really kind of hit it off and they end up forming this really good uh, friendship and this really close bond um, with the other guy and actually truthfully this guy ended up writing I believe most of Elton John's song like probably like 90% or 95% there was only a short period of his career where he decided to collaborate with some other artists and other lyricists. So I think that's pretty impressive to kind of stay with the same person throughout. It really shows that they had such a strong friendship because these days, like pop stars, you know, they always want to do collabs with different artists and I don't think it really matters to them who their songwriter is. So, you know, he starts growing up, he goes to America, he gets kind of 
found, we say, and if some someone like this gets found, like an actor or a musician, it's like they get found by an agency or a manager who says, okay, you're really, really good. We'd like to take you on and offer you lots of money. <laughs> so that happened. He went to America and he had that opportunity. And that's kind of where his career really took off. So naturally in the world of any kind of musician, like a rock star or a pop star, um, when it becomes the peak era of their career, you know, their life is normally spinning out of control, which I think is exactly what happened in this case. There was just so much happening in Elton John's life that he could never have predicted and, um, you know, he wasn't ready for what was coming towards him. So it became very, very overwhelming to him. And like many other musicians, um, they turned to like things like drugs and Elton actually had several different addictions that they quite confidently addressed. They said like Elton had this addiction and this addiction and this addiction, um, you know, alcohol, drugs, uh, shopping was one of them. And yeah, there was, there was a lot of different things. So his, his life kind of just twisted out of control. And I mean, if you know about Elton John's life or you've read, I don't know if he has any biographies or autobiographies, then you probably know all this information already if you're like a super fan. But for someone who didn't grow up in that era and just kind of knows the songs but doesn't really know much about him, it was definitely really fascinating to learn about this journey. Um, that doesn't mean that I particularly like him. I don't know if he's a good guy or not. I definitely didn't portray him to be the best guy, but like you can't deny that he made good music. So you have to have respect for that at least, I think. There were some really dramatic moments in the movie and I don't want to spoil it too much, but they were very shocking and quite sad, I guess. And then we also find out about like his journey through his sexuality, like how he managed to come out as gay because back then, you know, it wasn't so common for people to come out as gay and it was seen as a really negative thing. So it was definitely a very difficult journey for him. He actually ended up marrying a woman first um, and he had a very complex relationship with his manager who he was also dating, but who was abusing him. So I don't think he was ever really surrounded by really positive people in his life aside from perhaps his lyricist. So from that perspective, it's also quite sad. Actually, funny story. When I was watching the movie, <laughs> it was a thunderstorm outside and the movie just like cut out during a really bespoke, uh, very exciting scene. Everybody was just like, oh, <laughs> because the whole movie just cut out, the screen was blank, but you could still hear the recording because I believe the backup generators in the cinema kicks in. So they started working pretty quickly, but you could just hear it and you couldn't see the movie. For me, I was so happy because I needed to pee. Like I needed to go to the bathroom really bad. So I was like, yes. And I just ran out, went to the bathroom, came back and it was the exact same moment where I left it. So I was like, that was perfect. But yeah, I think I think that's enough about Rocketman. The guy who was acting as Elton John, his name is Taron Egerton. And quite spectacularly, he was singing Elton John's songs throughout this movie. And 
I didn't quite realize that at the time, but then afterwards I saw on YouTube both um, Taryn and Elton singing together live on stage. And it was quite amazing because he is a really good singer. So he did a really, really good job throughout this movie imitating Elton John. So well done to him. Okay, I just had to take a break from recording because I felt like I was melting like a snowman. <laughs> so I just ran into my other room and stood in front of my air conditioner to cool down. It was very nice. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to talk about The Lion King. For any of you Disney fans out there, I have to be honest, I love Disney films, as you may already know, but just like Aladdin, I didn't watch The Lion King as a child. So it was never one of my favorites. I'm sorry to insult all of you Lion King fans out there. However, I was very excited to watch it. Um, I'm really interested in watching all of these live action Disney movies. And truthfully, it is my fiance who is very in love with The Lion King. So he made sure to book the tickets like a month in advance. <laughs> so we went to see one of the first showings of The Lion King. And yeah, it was really enjoyable. I have to say, I was very emotional. <laughs> throughout the whole thing and I don't even know why because like I said I'm not a huge Lion King fan I didn't watch it as a child in terms of Disney movies I think there are three that I watched on repeat because as a child you watch the same movies on repeat and for me it was The Little Mermaid, The Jungle Book and The Fox and the Hound but honestly The Fox and the Hound just made me cry so much that I probably didn't watch it on repeat, but at the same time, I did really like it. Um, I'm probably missing movies. I feel like I always say that. But yeah, The Jungle Book and Little Mermaid were some of my favorites. Probably like Rapunzel too, because she was blonde. So any blonde character, I could probably feel like I could relate to, because that's what you do as a child. It's silly. Pretty much from the moment when the Disney castle came up <laughs> to the end, I was pretty teary throughout. I had to keep cleaning my glasses. If you don't know, I wear glasses because they kept like getting steamy or like having tears on them. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I don't even care that much. But yeah, I suppose it's historically one of those movies that's supposed to make you cry. But I think I was crying at the parts that like other people didn't cry at. Like I was crying at like the cuteness of some of the characters and like some of the funny moments and maybe some of the songs but I think the typical moments that everybody knows that is kind of tear worthy I didn't cry at so much. So apart from it being live action and CGI I don't think the movie deferred much from the original. I'm not an expert on that, but I think most of the live actions, they normally try to introduce a new song. And they definitely did do that in The Lion King, but not properly. What I mean by that is there was like 30 seconds of a song by Beyonce that I guess was a new song, but it was played very quietly at a very random moment not a pivotal moment in the movie so it was just kind of like background noise it was just kind of like meh and if I have any Beyonce fans listening 
I'm sorry to tell you that since a child, I've always been a huge fan of Rihanna and in my school, you just couldn't be a fan of both. You had to be a fan of one or the other. And for me, that was definitely Rihanna and still is to this day. I love Rihanna. But yeah, Beyonce, honestly, I just don't care about her so much. So I believe she is voicing the part of Nala and that means she's also singing in the songs. And the whole time I could just tell like, hmm, this is Beyonce, like her voice. I couldn't really associate it so well with the lion. I definitely think it was a problem that some of the voice actors were pretty subpar. And what I mean by that is they were pretty mediocre. They were just kind of like, okay. So they weren't really putting enough emotion behind it or they weren't really picturing themselves as the character. It did just sound a little bit at times like they were just reading the script, um, which isn't good. Normally when you're a voice actor, you need to kind of watch the scene and read it at the same time to really help you get into character and really just pretend that you are that character. Even if it is a cartoon or an animated character, um, something that you couldn't possibly be like a bird or a lion, you still need to try your hardest to get into that character rather than just kind of trying to read the script with a little bit of passion. It's not really good enough. Um, so there are definitely moments where I was kind of like, uh, this doesn't sound right. So there's that. Yeah, they definitely changed the script from the original script. Like they added in some more comedic elements, like the character of Timon, he was a lot more funny. Um, I feel like he told a lot more jokes <laughs> in this movie. So that was good to keep it really lighthearted and kind of keep the audience on their toes so they didn't know every moment what to expect. And even the songs, they were sung in a different way. Um, so there were different singers, but they kind of put their own twist on it. You could definitely tell that. Not sure if it always worked, but it was still okay. Also, Pumbaa, I think he's one of the audience's favorite characters. Um, he looks very, very different. <laughs> I think in the trailers, they didn't really show him because maybe they were nervous of how different he looked. But obviously, they're trying to make the animals look like the animals of real life. So when they did the original movie, you know, they just kind of threw in different colors, like they made the lions look extra like yellow and orange. And Pumbaa was like a really kind of reddish color. But I guess in real life, warthogs aren't that kind of deep reddish color. So he was very gray, I guess. And he only got more gray as time passed because obviously Simba is aging and he had lots of like stray hairs, I think I can say to describe it. Like really bushy hair that looked like, you know, just to show his age, I felt like. Um, so he definitely looks quite different. That's a big thing because he doesn't look like this kind of cute little red warthog like from the original, but his, his character was still very much the same and he was still very funny. So it didn't really take away too much, but that might have been like a shock to the audience who are watching it because they probably didn't expect it. So actually that's all I'm going to say about The Lion King. Like I said, I probably can't spoil it too much if you've already seen the original, or I may have spoiled, spoiled it too much already. So I'm sorry if I did that, but I don't want to go into too much detail because I know a lot of people are really looking forward to watching The Lion King. So if you haven't seen it, I do suggest that you go out and watch it. Like I said, I've never even been a big fan, but I definitely teared up way too many times. <laughs> 
I hope that you enjoy your weekend. That's all from me here on Tea and Chat. This podcast episode will probably go up on Saturday because it's really difficult for me to record this today because I'm so hot. So I don't think I'll be able to edit it the same day. So hopefully you guys are patient that sometimes the podcast is like a few hours late or maybe it like rolls over to Saturday. I hope you forgive me. But this is episode 15 of season one and season one has 20 episodes. So we only have five more episodes of season one and then there will be a short break between season one and season two. Season two will definitely have some differences. I'll go more into that in detail probably at the end of uh, episode 20. But yeah, that's it from me here today and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and if it's sunny where you are, I hope you enjoy the sunshine. Try not to overheat, make sure to drink lots of water and don't do what I'm doing right now, standing in a really hot room. (laughs) Try and find some nice air conditioning to cool you down. So bye!